Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 7th, 2023. Before I get into the word this morning, a couple of things I want to share with you, August 7th. So today, August 7th, is our, our granddaughter, Isabella and I, our first granddaughter, Elena, her birthday. She turns five today. So I want to celebrate little Elena. We thank God for her. Isabella and uh, Melody and Shawana from my, I mean, not Shawana, Shawana's just commented, but Shawana's been on, on mission trips with Isabella. But uh, Melody, Nikita, and Isabella are in the island of Dominica, and they're out there doing uh, some of the Lord's work today. And so I ask you to set your faith in agreement that God would use them in a mighty way. Let me just say this about the Word of God and about faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When you listen to today's Word or anybody that's preaching the gospel, you should walk away from that built up and edified. Your faith should be strengthened and, and your inner man should be emboldened. The grace of God should overwhelm you and overtake you. You should feel like you could leap a tall building with a single bound. Why? Because faith is coming to you. And so I want you to know that as a believer, we got to check our heart on a daily basis. We've been looking at the parable of the sower. This is part 31 of this series. The title of today's message is You Must Check Your Heart Daily. Put in the chat, I check my heart daily. You got to check your heart on a daily basis. You're going to you're going to see that there's some scripture I want to share with you in this morning that's going to tell you, you know what I got to do on a daily basis? I got to make sure that I check my heart. The enemy, like a roaring lion, is out there seeking whom he may devour, but I declare that he may not devour me. Get ready for the word. All right, so I have a lot to share with you in this morning. Before I actually get into the parable, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been looking at all year. I want to share it with you again. Let me get this down in your heart, through your ear gates, down in your heart. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. If you lost anything along the way in your walk with God, the last year, the last five years, the last 10 years, anything that you lost along the way, if any area of your life dried up, I believe that this is a season that you're going to get it back. And this is a season we've been declaring at our church of refreshing and restoring. May streams of your refreshing, the Bible says, flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. So we've been looking at the mother of all parables. I want to go back to it again this morning, but I want to add two scriptures to it. So I have a lot to cover. Y'all ready? All right, here we go. Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13. This is Jesus's explanation of the parable of the sower. Put in the chat, I'm ready to receive. So the Bible says the farmer is like someone who takes the word of God, sows it down the side of people. Sometimes the seed falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it because their understanding is unfruitful. They're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people like the seed that's planted amongst the rocky ground. These are people, the people that hear the word of God, but yeah, they quickly and gladly accept it. They real loud in church say, amen, pastor, but they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, as soon as trouble comes, the persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Other people like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the word of God, but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. Jesus gives us three categories of other things, the cares of this world, selfish desires, and everything else they want. Uh, I'm sorry, the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want are selfish desires. These things grow up like weeds and choke out the word. Other people like good ground, say I'm good ground. Put in the chat, I'm good ground. And they they hear the word of God, the word produces, 
And what happens? It produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more. Tomorrow, I'm going to deal with those three levels of harvest. But for today, I feel led to add two more scriptures to this before we actually get into my points. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, New International Version of the Bible says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Put in the chat, I have to examine myself. You got to examine yourself to see whether or not you are really in the faith. You need to test yourself. 1 Peter 5 and 8 from the New King James Version says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is walking around like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's seeking whom he may devour. Say this and put it in the chat. He may not devour me. All right. So you got to check your heart on a daily basis. What does this mean for you today? I said all of that to just set this up. I have a lot to share with you in this morning. I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. What does this mean to you today? A few things. You ready? Here we go. Number one, Hearing from God is not a one-time event. Put that in the chat. Hearing from God is not a one-time event. You got to hear from God and then continue to hear from God. This parable is about hearing from God, hearing from God through his word, hearing from God through his spirit, and then making the most of what you hear so that the word can produce a harvest in your life. Sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes a hundred times more. In my book, Level Up Your Life, I talk about how you can't just hear from God one time. I address 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. The Bible says, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or freedom. Now, the Bible says, our faces are not covered. We all see the glory of the Lord and we are being changed to be like him. This change brings us more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is this spirit. So we are beholding the glory of the Lord and we are becoming whatever we're beholding right? The Apostle Paul, this is straight from the book. The Apostle Paul talks about us beholding the glory of the Lord and then being continually changed into that very same image. Say this, this that can't be a one-time event. That's a, that's a continual thing. I go on to say in the book, the way that Paul explains it, the longer we walk with God, the more we are changed into his very same image. How do we do that? By the more glory is revealed to us. The more glory we are exposed to, the more we gaze into that glory, the more we become what we behold. Beholding God's glory and becoming what you behold is a process that should repeat itself for the rest of your life. Let me pause there from the book. So for the rest of your life, Every day you should be beholding the glory of the Lord. You should be watching today's word or meditating on the word or getting the word down in your heart, thinking about what God is saying to you, beholding the glory of the Lord, and then becoming what you behold on a daily basis. I go on to say in the book, you cannot just hear from the Holy Spirit one time. You must hear and then continue to hear. Being led by the Spirit is not a one-time event. It is a life long journey. In the book, I use Abraham as an example. I say this, Abraham heard from God clearly when it was time to kill his son, to take his son up onto the mountain and offer him up as a sacrifice. He heard from God concerning taking a son and offering him up as a sacrifice. But if Abraham did not continue to hear from God, if he didn't remain open to God, he heard from God the first time, but if he didn't keep hearing from God, he would have killed his son. We know what happened right when he was about to kill his son. The Lord said, no, 
I see that you're ready to offer up the sacrifice. You've already passed the test. You don't have to kill your son. He heard from God, but then he had to continue to hear from God. So what does this mean for you? Let me give you some points from this first point. Hearing from God is an ongoing process. Say that. Say it is an ongoing process. It is a process of relationship and revelation. I have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and I'm getting revelation. It is not a one-time occurrence. So, so put this in the chat. It's a process. I am continually hearing from God. I'm continually becoming what I behold. God wants us to continually be led by his word and by his spirit, because that's what's going to bring transformation and growth. The growth that we are, are experiencing is what's going to protect us from the attacks of the enemy because the attacks of the enemy are constant. The devil is always out there trying to attack you. So you have to be committed to lifelong development and growth. To grow in faith, we must hear from God and then be committed to continually hear from God. Because if you hear from God one time and then you fail to hear from God again, it may lead to devastating results. What if Abraham would have killed the boy? Right, He heard from God, but then he continued to hear from God. So to grow in faith, you must hear from God, but then you must be open. This is why we're going through this parable and we're taking our time. We see that it is important to meditate and medicate on the word day and night. It is important to be refreshed, renewed, restored, revived. It is important to come to God on a daily basis as good ground. The enemy is seeking to devour those who neglect to examine themselves. But say this, I will examine myself daily. I check my heart daily. Put that in the chat. Say amen to that. All right, number two. Now, let me break down the three types of grounds that we don't want to be. All right, number two. You can be good ground today and wayside ground tomorrow. So whenever I teach on the parable of the sower, I have people say in the chat, I am good ground. Put that in the chat right now. I am good ground. However, to be clear, you can say I'm good ground right now, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be good ground forever. Remember, you have to hear from God today, but then you got to continually hear from God, right? You can't just hear from, it's not a one-time event. So right now, if you say I'm good ground, Brother Pena, it's Monday morning, uh, I'm, I'm good ground. Yeah, you might be good ground at this moment, but you're not going to be good ground forever. You got to check your heart to make sure that you're continually good ground. So you, let's say right now you say I'm good ground, right? And you mean it, you're good ground right now, but then the Holy Spirit speaks to you and he gives you a word. You receive the word, but then you don't understand it. Let's say this afternoon, you get a word from God. You receive the word. You know that it came from God, but you don't understand it. Obviously, God wants you to understand it because he doesn't want you to be like the wayside ground who doesn't understand it. But let's say you don't understand it. And and and, and the Holy Spirit wants you to meditate and medicate on it. But you said, uh, man, I don't know what it means. No big deal. I'll think about it later. The Holy Spirit is like, no, I need you to meditate on this thing so you can get an understanding. And you said, man, I'll think about it later. Guess what? Later may never come. The text says that Satan comes immediately to snatch away the word that was sown in your heart if you don't understand it. And so let's say you get that word, God was trying to speak to you, and then you didn't understand it, and you let it go, and you say, oh, I'll consider it later, and later may never come. See, being good ground is not a fixed state. Being good ground requires you to have continual attention to the process. You got to be continually responsive to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you because the Holy Spirit is always talking. Say, God is always talking. Put in the chat, God is always talking to me. And because God is always talking to me, I need to be checking my heart on a daily basis. The word of God demands our attention and it demands an immediate response because if you don't, it, the word that you receive from God can lose its impact. Procrastination 
can lead to missed opportunities. Let me say that again. Procrastination can lead to missed opportunities for growth and for for spiritual breakthroughs. Satan comes immediately, the Bible says, to snatch away the word that's sown in the heart of the people that didn't work on it, that didn't respond. These are the people that, that said, you know what? I'm not going to be proactive. I'll deal with it later. I'll think about that word later and later may never come. And so you have to be proactive. You have to be intentional. You got to meditate and medicate on the word. When God gives you a word, write it down. Don't, don't tell me I write it down later. You're going to forget it. Listen, I'm telling you, there are going to be people in heaven that have many opportunities that God gave them, and they missed out on those opportunities because of procrastination, and they said, I'll write it down later, and later never came. Put in the chat, that will not be me, all right? All right, number three, you can be good ground today, but then rocky ground tomorrow. Let's talk about it. You may think that you're good ground. Say, I'm good ground. Brother Pena, I'm good ground. Okay, cool. You're you're like good ground, but you may be rocky ground tomorrow. What is rocky ground? These are the people that hear the word of God. The Bible says they quickly and gladly accept it. They say amen to that. They put it in the chat. Hallelujah. But then what happens? As soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. So let's say that you get a word from God on Sunday, or let's say you get a word from God uh, through me on Monday through Friday. And you get a word from God and you get excited about it. Oh, glory to God. You get excited. You say amen. You write it down. You, you put it on your vision board. You, you high five yourself. You tell your girlfriend. You put it on social media. You put it on Instagram. All of that. And you're super excited. But then Satan gets a vote, y'all. Satan says, okay, he is excited about this word. She is excited about this word. Now let me put the pressure on. And the Bible says trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word that they receive. And when the trouble comes and the persecution comes, these people, they're quick to give up. So as soon as trouble came, persecution came, there are people that say, oh, maybe that wasn't the will of God. Oh, maybe I didn't hear from God. Oh, maybe that really wasn't God. Oh, maybe this. And then they move on to the next thing. No, there's a problem with that. You gave up too fast. You have to endure. There needs to be steadfast endurance. Accepting the word of God joyfully in the beginning is one thing, but you got to prepare yourself for the journey ahead. Put in the chat, I prepare myself for the journey ahead. Say, I prepare myself to receive. See, trials and persecution and opposition, the Bible says, the text says, oftentimes come as a result of what you heard. They actually, the word that you got from God attracts the grace to get it done, but it also attracts opposition from the enemy. So you got to stand strong in faith without a doubt, without wavering so that you can overcome. You got to prepare your heart both for the blessing and the opposition. Say, say this, put in the chat. Say, my heart is prepared for the blessing and the opposition. I'm prepared for the blessing because the blessing is coming. I'm prepared for the opposition. If the, op- if the opposition comes, I will not be moved. I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm only going to be moved by what God said. I'm going to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So don't let momentary difficulties deter you from the word of God. You don't let momentary difficulties keep you from experiencing God's best. You got to stand firm in faith, knowing that the power of God to sustain, the power of God, put this in the chat, the power of God to overcome is on me. The grace of God to overcome is on me. Put in the chat, I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. Why? Because the grace of God is on me. So when you receive a word from God, you got to know that opposition is going to come. You just can't be moved by it. Satan is seeking whom he may devour, but we are saying this today. He may not devour me. I'm not going to give him the permission to devour me. He's seeking whom he may devour, but I'm saying, no, you may not, not me. You're not going to devour me. 
me. Why? I'm meditating and medicating on the word day and night. Number four, last point for today. You can be good ground today, but thorny ground tomorrow. So let's say that you feel pretty good about your walk with God right now. You're watching Brother Pena and Rick says, say I'm good ground. And you say, I'm good ground. And you put in the chat, I'm good ground. And I'm teaching on the parable of the sower. And you keep saying to yourself, I'm good ground. That sounds good. But it also means that you you believe you're good ground right now, but you got to stay good ground. The thorny ground people are the people that have allowed their lives to become full of other things, like the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. So let me break down those three things. So let's say you're good ground today, but tomorrow you get a job offer. This happens all the time. You're good ground today. You love your church. You're connected to a place where you're getting a prophetic voice, all of these things. But tomorrow you get a job offer and the job offer is going to take you to another state and it's going to take you away from your church. And you don't know where you're going to get word when you go over there. And right now you have a support system. Right now you have people that you're surrounded with people of like precious faith. You have people that are building you up and not tearing you down. So, but it's a lot of money. So you're like, Ooh, I want that money. So the job is going to require you to move. And the, re- the job is also going to require you, uh, to work on Sundays. And the job is also going to require you, you know, that, that your relationship with God is going to take a hit, but there's a lot of money involved. So you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying take the job. I'm not saying don't take the job. I'm saying, make sure you hear from God, right? There are many people that are led astray by the love of money and the pursuit of money. Countless people have ruined their lives in the pursuit of the almighty dollar. I've seen people move. I've seen people get away from their support system. I've seen people get away from their prophetic voice. I've seen people go go someplace and, and they sacrifice their relationship with God because of money. And then I've seen those lives fall apart. It's unfortunate. And, and people wind up ruining their lives in pursuit of the almighty dollar. Say it's not worth it. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit. And now, I'm not saying don't take the job. There may be an opportunity. God says, no, I do want you to go. Go. But make sure if God sends you there, your relationship with him is going to thrive. Say amen to that. Or let's say that you're good ground today, but tomorrow something happens in the world, right? So I dealt with the love of money. Let me just deal with the cares of this world. So let's say that we're good ground today, but tomorrow something happens in the world that's like the pandemic that, that we just went through. So something happens in the world and it's a very public thing. And wow, it's all over the news and people are upset. People are emotional. People are crying. I can't believe this is happening in the world. And society is in the uproar and you get caught up in it. And before you know it, it's the only thing you think about. It's the only thing you talk about. And you're telling everybody about it, right? And then you go to your church and people are like, listen, we're in the world, but not of the world. We're still good. Hey, man of God, we're not going to be moved by this thing. Hey, woman of God, we're not going to be moved by this thing. We're good. I mean, we're going to pray for the world, but this thing is not going to affect us. And you're like, you guys don't understand. You're so, so holy minded that you're no earthly good. You got to understand that we're in this world and the world is falling apart. I can't believe this is happening. And you get consumed by the cares of this world. And you get so consumed, you get passionate about it. And you get so passionate about it that, listen, there are people that get passionate about things and they get behind it and they derail themselves from their own destiny because it was never God's will. It was never, God, don't allow, just because, oh no, Brother Pena, I'm sincere. Listen, look at me. You can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. Right, just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean that that's what you're supposed to be passionate about. So the enemy can trick you into being passionate about things that are not the will of God, so that you can spend your time, energy, and effort doing things that that are not part of God's plan for your life. Lastly, 
Let's say that you say you're good ground today, but tomorrow you develop a lust for something else. And so this is not the will of God for your life, but it's, Jesus said, the lust for other things, selfish desires. So let's say right now you're in a good church, you have a good path, you're connected to a ministry, you're growing, God is working with you, you're being led by the Holy Spirit. But tomorrow you develop a passion or lust for something else. And that thing is taking you away from God. It's taking you away from your your purpose in life, but you want it and you want it real bad and you work on it day and night. And people from your church call you, be like, Hey man, of God, can I talk to you for a minute? What's up? Hey bro, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh dude, I'm just on my grind, baby. I'm on my grind. I'm about, I'm making that paper. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but Hey, are you going to come? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I still love God. I don't need to go to church. I still love God. Like, you know, I'm just on my grind though. You know what I'm saying? I am the church by the way. The building ain't the church. I'm the church, by the way. Just so, you know, you hang up the phone and be like, man, what's going on with this dude? Or like, or, or, like you know, a woman, she gets, you you're, you develop a lust for something else. Like, like our desire should be what God wants for us. I, I've told you like a gazillion times, all I want is what God wants for me. And if God doesn't want it, I don't want it. And so if you develop a desire for something that is not God, and the Holy Spirit is telling you, no, come back, son, come back, daughter, but you keep ignoring the Holy Spirit because it's something that you want and you want it and you, and you're selfish and you, and you want it so bad that you're ignoring the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you're born again, you're still going to go to heaven, but you're going to get to heaven and realize that you spent your entire life pursuing something that you're not supposed to be doing. And I don't care what the accolades were. I don't care how much money you made. You can never be a success in God's eyes doing something. Yo, Brother Pete, I was a su- No, you cannot be a success, not in God's eyes, doing something that you were never destined to do because success in God's eyes is measured in purpose. So here's some last points as I close. You can be good ground today, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be good ground forever. You got to be vigilant. You got to check your heart daily. You got to be mindful of the distractions of the enemy. The distractions of the enemy, the cares of this world, the love of money, selfish desires can choke out the word. So you got to prioritize the word of God above all else, above temporary emotions, above what the news is saying. You got to prioritize the word of God and keep your heart fixed and focused on your purpose. Say, put this in the chat. I am a man of purpose or I'm a woman of purpose, and I will not be moved. And when you when you live your life on purpose, with a purpose, by the grace of God, you will not, you're not going to get caught up in this other stuff. You're going to understand the word. You're going to apply the word. You're going to meditate on the word. You're going to be led by the Holy Spirit, and you will never be, you will never allow yourself to be derailed from your destiny because you know who you are, and you know what you're called to do. You got it? That was a lot. This is a message you might need to listen to again. That was a whole lot in that. All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life on this Monday morning. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I commit to hearing from you daily. Hearing from you is not a one-time event. I am good ground. So I continuously receive your word. It produces a harvest in my life. I receive and I respond to what you say to me. And I avoid distractions. I stand firm in faith. I endure and overcome. I prioritize your word above everything else. I guard my heart against worldly pursuits. I am focused on your desires. I'm not swayed by temporary emotions. I align my heart with your plan. And I declare that selfishness will never get a hold of me. 
I check my heart daily to make sure that I'm in the faith and that I'm pursuing your purpose. I overcome obstacles and I will arrive at your overall expected end for my life. I'm going to do this by your grace. I'm going to do this for your glory. And living this way, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. And this was, there was a lot there today. Like I said, read the notes. If you're not getting my notes, you get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. There was a lot here today. That was a power packed message. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.